I've heard the scat man, but the Batman? You're listening to The Run. It is The Run. This is The Run. It is The Run. The Hi, hello. How you doing? Thanks for listening to The Run. This is the first episode. Uh, with me is my two best friends and co-hosts, Jonathan. Jonathan, how you doing? I'm, I'm laughing over here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do an intro like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to keep stuff close to the vest. Or as uh, Commissioner Gordon would say, close to the chest. Dark Knight Rises. And as the other person to my right here is Christopher Boyce. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I, I guess we're friends and not brothers, but hey, it yeah. works. Eh, same difference. Uh, I didn't want to pull back the curtain too much. If you were expecting to listen to a running podcast, and trust me, there's a lot. When I was looking for a name for this to start, like I was just, you know, that's why I didn't. Shinsplins? Well, I mean, there, I'm sure there is one, but like I Googled the run podcast just to see if someone would come up so I didn't infringe on someone. And there was like, I don't know, a good 46, some 50 podcasts about jogging. And I was just like, how the the fuck can you talk about jogging for more than like I don't know ten minutes? I went for a run today, wore some Nikes. Like I guess you could talk about the tech, but I don't know. We're talking about comic books, which is pretty nerdy. I, maybe there's a running world out there. I don't know. Or if you were you know expecting a podcast about diarrhea, I don't kink shame, but hmm. we're we're not into that either. So I apologize. The run is a show about comic books. Uh, we want to look at certain runs in the comic industry, be it story, characters, or creators. I decided to pick Nightfall, the Batman Nightfall saga. Just to uh, start us off here, everyone kind of sort of knows it. What do you guys remember about Nightfall? I remember just Bane and Batman, and then there's a new Batman with a very 90s new tech look. Yeah. That's about the gist of it. Yeah. When's the last time you read it? Mm, Maybe 10 years ago or so. Yeah. So you don't barely you barely remember it. That's how that's how big of an impact it was. I mean, even then it was like a skim because I was like reading like I was reading a lot of Batman. I was reading like The Long Halloween and Dark Victory and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, Nightfall, that's an important one. But I was just yeah. like, Ugh. yeah. Uh, my earliest memory from it all actually was I think it was a I don't know if it was a previews that I got, but it had a picture of Catwoman like on a building, and then you had uh, and I didn't know it was Gene Paul Valley Batman, but Basically, there's this. It's not Jean Paul. He's French. I, I, I don't. That's not not I me trying to. I thought I it was Jean Paul. I mean, it's whatever. Um, but his version of Batman, basically just flying down at her, and I'm like, whoa, what's up with Batman? I didn't. I mean, again, yeah. this was '92-ish, maybe. Uh, yeah. So I was all of ten. So I had no idea what was going on. Um, that was my first, uh, imp- or first exposure to this when this happened. And then I remember back then it was big news because we were all in grade school, so everybody yeah. knew about the death of Superman and this coming up. But I remember at the time, I that and remember that they had the Pogs out for the series. And um, yes. <laughs> at the time, again, you know, I didn't, ha- I didn't, you know, wasn't collecting books actively, so I didn't know too much. I read things here and there, but I never really read anything till we tried to do this last year, and I read everything, and I have to reread it all over again. Yeah, it's for a different podcast, but yeah, let's not worry about that. Yeah, I remember uh, back in back in the early '90s, before you know the internet and all that took off. They had uh, ads that you could buy comic books through third-party dealers would actually take out, like like Mile High Comics and Entertainment Earth would take out one-page adverts of everything that was on sale that month, as well as like back issues for X amount of dollars. And they always had the hottest new thing in the top right corner, and the, <laughs> they'd have a fake word bubble coming out from that image saying, order now to get $3 off. And it was Bane breaking Batman's back. <laughs> So it's like, I just murked this guy. Hey, save three bucks and buy this Superman comic book or something like that. And I was just transfixed because the image the image for Bane breaking Batman's back was not the one that was used when it actually happened. It was like the cover. Mm-hmm. I think it was by Kelly Jones. We'll figure that out in a future episode. Yeah, he, yeah. he does all the covers for the run, which... Him and Sam Keith, I think. Sam Keith did a few as well. I'll have to look and see. But yeah. I mean, well, Kelly I Jones does some of the best covers out uh, 
but on all, any of the Batman stuff, I think. Yeah, his 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 work is really weird. His interiors are a little bit different because I think it seems like he's rushed. Because he, I don't he's think one of those artists that takes his time. No, I don't think it's Especially well. This is a whole this whole different debate, but yeah. I think his interiors. He doesn't. It seems like I was just reading the most recent Swamp Thing book that. Forget who else, uh, Len Wing is that how you yeah, pronounce it? Len Wine. Len His last story, and he did Kelly Jones did the art for it. And I was really excited for it, but it he doesn't seem like he whoever his colorist they use with him mm-hmm. they don't seem to like the way comic book coloring is these days. It was very it's it's very flat. I want to say his okay. art and okay. the, the way the coloring is. So it and it's not that it's bad, but compared to what we expect now and the way it looks, it just it seems out of place. And right. I so I think he's a really good cover artist, but some of his interiors aren't that good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Kelly Kelly Jones is I, I think it's just cuz he's maybe rushed cuz he seems to like he take his time. He's also one of those few people that draws Batman with the giant 10-foot ears that I really enjoy. Yeah, but I like those a lot. Yeah, so do I. Which Ten I think also started from uh, Red Rain, which was one of his best things he ever did. Yes. But uh we're not talking about Red Rain at least for now. We were talking about Venom. Have you guys ever read Venom before this episode? Never. Uh, well, again, when we started this, you, yes. you had me read it, and then yeah. I bought the trade, and then actually got so inspired because uh, the second issue, I think that's one of the best Batman covers ever. That's, that's I, uh, exactly what I have written in my I actually, <laughs> I think I have it somewhere. I did go out and buy it and see, you know, graded, so I could have it on display because it's great. But I also was inspired and actually bought the entire run of... Uh, uh, Legends of the Dark Knight, so I could read that. Although yeah. it's still in my box. Yeah, here, here, here's my notes. Issue two, awesome cover, roided out, smiling Batman. Yeah, that's it's even on. The, yeah, Jonathan has a trade right here, and uh, yeah, it's 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 that cover. It's also uh, yeah, I'd say it's the best one. I was gonna say number issue four, where he's fighting a shark on the cover. <laughs> that one's pretty, pretty funny too. too yeah. yeah, but uh, okay, we're this is, like I said, we're new at this, so we're just. I don't want to sound like a Wikipedia when we talk about this. So uh, it starts off with, you know, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't even uh, say the creators. I wanted to get the creators real quick. Denny O'Neill, he was a popular DC editor and writer during the 70s and 80s. He's the one who actually wrote this book and he was kind of in charge of the bat titles for this entire Nightfall saga. So I figured it was apropos to start here as well as the uh, introduction of, introduction, introduction. Introduction. Introduction of... Uh, the drug Venom, which Bane will use and is a big uh, proponent later in the story. He also was the person to name Optimus Prime. So for the Transformers, he created that name. So That's very interesting. Um, they had three artists on this, Trevor Von Eden, Russell Braun, and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. He did the covers to all of them, but he was inking, whereas Von Eden did the layouts and Russell Braun did the pencils proper. Um, they're all 70s and 80s DCs guys for the most part. Which actually, next to uh, Sword of Azrael, uh, I think is some of the best artwork of the series. Because I'm sorry, yes. but rotating artists later on, DC had, are just bad. Well, I think most of the Nightfall Saga had good standard artists. If Well, we can get to this discussion yeah. later. Yeah, But I think that uh, these artists here for Legends of the Dark Knight, I think they did a very good job of... I don't know. It, it it's still like you said. It's 70s simple and, and 80s art. Yeah. yeah, and it, it does a very good job of telling the story. Where and we can get like I said, we'll get to this later. But um, sort of Azrael is a whole different ball game because that's the start of the new comic book yeah. artist era. When yeah. I was reading it, when I was looking at the art, since I was reading it for the first time, it looked uh, timeless. It didn't look like hey, just stepped out of the 90s, just stepped out of the 80s. Like, it could work today with the way the art style is. Yeah, it wasn't a fad-sounding yeah. thing. It, it, it really reminds me a lot of the okay. art style. Oh, I mean, I think they all were like that back then, but the art style of uh, Frank Miller from... Um, Dark Knight. Uh, yeah, what, uh, not the Dark Knight Returns, but... Uh, year but, One? Yes, year, year One, yeah. Yeah, well, Frank Miller didn't do the art for that. That, oh, was, that was oh, Dave. I'm good. This is another thing I just think about on the podcast. We're going to butcher a lot of names because I don't really hear them. I just read them. Dave Mazu Chuzi. No, I see. Mazza. I apologize because I actually, for some reason, thought Frank Miller actually drew that and that was earlier on. He, he, people think that a lot. but Because his, it resembles his... Yeah. He drew Daredevil when he wrote Daredevil, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, all right. Yeah, this this uh, takes place in Legends of the Dark Knight, issues 16 through 20, and there's also multiple trades uh, out there if you want to read that. So we start off, uh, this takes place early. Uh, this is during like the year one Batman that Jonathan just mentioned. This is when Batman's first starting out because he's treated and acting like a dumbass constantly. 
it's funny because he talks to the construction worker and he's like, I need to go down there. And the construction worker's like, you can't do it. And then the construction worker just basically, or Batman basically stares at the construction worker and he looks very shameful for telling him he can't do that. He's just like, okay, I guess you could go down in the sewer. Can't go in there, boy. You're going to go down in a ball of flames. <laughs> so apparently there's a girl down there and Batman has to rescue her and, you know, he... She dies. Uh, it starts getting flooded. Rocks start going down, and Batman tries to get the rocks off while promising to save her, and he fails. Which is interesting to see early on Batman just you know screwing up, like I said, left and right. Well, it wasn't so much he screwed up; it was the fact that well, he couldn't he, he couldn't save look, the day. He couldn't yeah. lift the last rock. It was like a giant boulder that was just too big. He couldn't do it, and that's yeah. the whole like you said. That's the whole premise of which we find out later is six hundred and thirty pounds. Which he does lift eventually. Yes, yes. That's the only reason we know, because he's trying to, later, he tries squatting that weight. But uh, The girl's name is Sissy, and there's a really good out-of-context panel of Batman just going, Sissy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a, definitely a product of the uh, Denny O'Neill's era, because there's a lot of weird names here, like Sissy and Timmy. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess Timmy's not so weird compared to Sissy, but... So, with Batman failing, we find out that he goes back to her father's house, Dr. Porter, which uh, <laughs> he doesn't seem to care too much. Like, no. Batman straight up goes up to him and is like, I'm sorry, I'm failed. And the doctor's just like, ah, well, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to continue to mix these chemicals. Oh, by the way, Batman, actual quote, have, are you familiar with the term designer drugs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, actually, when I reread this, I, I actually had an interesting thought in... Again, we don't know this for a fact, but I was just curious if... Because, like you said, this is early on in Batman's career. So yeah. he's not as... Astute? Is, yeah, we, was we, like, attribute him to, like... I mean, he's Batman, so we always put him on this mantle. But I yeah. was always wondering if maybe... Because the whole plan later involved with, uh, with the drug... Yeah. Uh, if actually this was all set up just to get him there. And that she actually was some innocent girl. Because she never actually says... Oh no! Spoiler alert! No, he totally planned that because he paid those people to put him, put her there, and to get Batman in there. In there. It's very, it's it's very convoluted in a comic book way that only works in comic books. Um, I can, that's what I, I I thought that, but I is it actually say that in there? Because I must have missed. It. Yeah, because he pays off those thugs to kidnap kidnap them, and then they kill them later. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right, all right. yeah, yeah. I have something written down here too. The doctor Porter says. Who knows what awful things would have happened to her if she lived, eh? It's like, right. what? Well, so if you get rescued, who knows what will happen to you well, after that? We obviously do know because it happens to somebody else's kid later on. Yeah. Well. And then that's just like, <laughs> yeah, who knows? That's his response. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would Batman say that? I'm, so uh, designer drugs. Yeah. So his, his daughter was allegedly held for ransom for the designer drugs. I don't think they actually call the drugs venom. They just call them the drugs. Well, I think, yeah, that... that but we're just going to refer to him as Venom, just, yeah. you know. So so the kidnappers didn't get the ransom, so they try to attack the house. One of them drives off, gets away, and Bats grabs. Couldn't, couldn't do it again due to lack of strength. He tried jumping on the car, and he got flung off. So I would just like to say real quick, that little scene of him jumping out the window and on the car <laughs> is actually, like, really good yeah. artwork. Yeah. And uh, I wish there wasn't any dialogue boxes. There's little ones like... He couldn't hold on, and like you can see that in the artwork. But I think if there was like no text on it, yeah, ooh, that would have been fantastic. This is also like after Crisis, so no. uh, Crisis of the Infinite Earth. So they're trying to reboot all their characters to a degree. Mm-hmm. And I think Denny O'Neill's still stuck in the '70s with the over Claremont esque explanations of things, even though he could easily let the artist do that. That's that's my takeaway from it. Because if you see a lot of the books, uh, even Man of Steel from John Byrne, like all the stuff after Crisis seems to be very preachy but mm-hmm. also not like they're trying to break themselves of that but they're still stuck trying to do that but yeah it shows off that Bat- Batman's basically weak constantly in this first issue uh, we mentioned that he tries deadlifting 630 pounds because that was due to the size of the rocks and he can't do it let's see here we find kidnappers by analyzing the paint yeah this is that weird Batman video game stuff that he does where he just like goes up to the tree that the car escaped, they escaped from, and he just like takes the paint and goes to a bunch of shops and be like, he analyzes the paint brand, goes to the shops, and then they finally get him the info. He couldn't save the girl, couldn't save little Sissy Porter. Watch Sissy Porter die. That's what Batman was saying to himself. It's just so weird having the name Sissy. Uh, when Batman tried beating up the thugs, he got his ass kicked even more. 
Well, the reason he gets his ass handed to him is because he hurt his shoulder, what, when he was trying to ride on the car. Yeah. And then he... He, uh... Yeah, he hurt his shoulder. He punches the big guy. Of course, he's after the big guys first, and his it, they see that his arm's hurt, and then he gets hit in the shoulder again with a yeah. candlestick, it looks like. <laughs> and uh, then, basically, he they just, like, run away. So, at this point, then he goes back to the doctor and talks to him about the designer drugs. Yeah. And then that's whenever he gives him the pills. Yeah, so, yeah. He succumbs to them, and then he goes back and kicks their asses handily. Yes. Um, so... That was basically the end of the issue, and then uh, there's a popular meme out there of Batman laughing. That's where it came from. So there's there's your little Easter egg if you're into memes like the cool kids are. Are you a cool kid? I think I am a cool kid. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so we start with the issue two, where a gamer who's super strong breaks into the uh, a hotel somewhere and beats up some more thugs, threatening to shove a house radiator up holes. Like they're like, and look at this house. I got a house radiator here behind us. What hole? Would you think you wanted that house radiator to go up if you had to? Some some gamer, some guy in a trench coat and a hat, just like busts out of nowhere and just rips that radiator out of the ground. It's like you got pick holes. Let's see, we got we got ears, we got nose holes. I mean, it's going to be bad regardless. Mouth. Might as well go penis hole. Penis yeah. hole? Just really? do it at the worst. Really? All or nothing. Let's go. Yeah, because if you go through the mouth, if you shove a radiator through your mouth, then you're basically dead because, you know, that's going to go down to the chest you're and the dead head. no matter what hole it goes through. Well, I'm saying if you have a lower extremity injury, you can probably survive that easier than an upper extremity It depends injury. on how far up the hole he shoves that. Yeah, that's true, too. You uh, understand? You underestimate the size of my penis hole, Jonathan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I also have to, I guess, we'll have to put the explicit thing with if, when we put this up on iTunes. <laughs> Turns out it's Bruce Wayne and not a gamer. So we got that going for us. He's working out the bat. He he's just looking for other drug suppliers or something like that. It's kind of this is kind of muddy here. Like it doesn't explain exactly what he's doing, but it seems like he's just given up on the Batman persona and he's just straight up just you know putting on a jacket and a hat and just beating up dudes now because he doesn't need the whole I'm scary aspect anymore. He can now easily squat 690 pounds. They also got a tox report, uh, toxicology report for the drugs, but Bruce just. Kind of doesn't care. This is also a time when steroids were getting huge at the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s era. The WWF had that whole scandal with the Ico Pro and just sports people in general. Juicing was that one? No, that was a little bit before when like Canseco came out. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball, yeah, but. yeah. Yeah. But like steroids were just getting huge. So like it was kind of a weird PSA of like, this is what happens. Like you become an asshole or <laughs> you become an asshole when you take steroids. Yeah. <laughs> like you just. Like, they're just showing that Denny O'Neill is trying to show, like, the dangers of drug addiction and specifically uh, steroids here. Yeah, he's been doing this for three months, though. Like, there's a big time gap with this whole story. I think it takes place over a year, more or less. Yeah, it did a really bad job of telling that for me anyways, because I was just like, like, this is like some pretty heavy handed don't do drugs if he takes one pill and he's just like, I'm the bad asshole. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, Alfred uh, basically narrates that it's been three months since you've been it's been mm. uh, it's been but at this point bats is running out of drugs and it goes back to dr porter for more and, and turns out there's a general there in his first words and i wrote this down howdy partner you How, no, it's howdy mister howdy mister <laughs> this is the batman in front of me howdy mister four-star general howdy mister mm. and then bats which I guess is an apropos response. You're an American general? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, uh, you know, Batman's high on venom, so he's kind of not in his right mind. So I'm just going to yeah. point that out. He sounds like an idiot, but that also kind of plays in with uh, what you said about steroids and affecting you, because we see that it does affect him later on. Yeah. Doc is clearly showing his hand by being evil as shit just in his facial expressions. We all knew he was a bad guy from the get-go. Like I said, when he was just like, eh, my daughter died. Like, anyone else would just be like, <laughs> this guy's just like, eh, well, what are you going to do? Here's the some work drugs. continues. Yeah, here's some drugs. He only gives him four pills due to a quote-unquote shortage. Uh, Bats leaves. Uh, Porter and the general proclaim that they will make Batman their slave within a week. And it's just like, oh, okay, uh, this is that pre-crisis uh, mentality coming out i suppose but it's a comic book so i'm trying not to shit on it too much you know you gotta throw some logic out there when you have a man in a costume beating up mentally impaired people which he does right after he leaves <laughs> how so 
the general's son, Jimmy, is just standing outside. Timmy. Or Timmy. Yeah, same difference. I just don't want some guy going, well, actually. And well, he doesn't really. Mate, he just tackles them because he thinks he's spying on them. But yeah, yeah just but like it shows him like the way it's drawn. He just looks like he's standing there like mind his own business. <laughs> and Batman from a bush is behind. Who are you and what are you doing? <laughs> and, and, like, and quote, I'm Timmy Slaycroft. Gen- that's the general's name. General Slaycroft. Yeah. I'm waiting for my daddy. <laughs> All right. How old is this kid? I mean, the way he's illustrated, he looks like he's he's grown. Yeah, he looks like a grown-ass man, because he's taller than Batman, and they even mention that, and he's like, I'm really tall, and he's taller than Bats, and Bats is like a 6'4", or something like that, 6'3", 6'4". So you got this six foot five, six foot six giant kid who's saying daddy and whatnot, so I'm guessing 10 to 12 at most. Oh, I just thought nah, he was... he's going to be older than yeah, that. But because... he, yeah, but he's definitely going to be older than that, because he has relations later in this story with a girl. But I thought he was just like mentally handicapped or something. No, he's. I don't. I don't think he is. I think this is just another one of those writings of the product. Of the I time. think it's just yeah, because there was some other dialogue in this that's just like oh, really you, you use that <laughs> you use that term, like yeah, why yeah. So Vats is just like oh, okay and goes off and, and he tells him he tells him keep your head up and I was like it's like Tupac right there that's sick. <laughs> All eyes on Bats. Batpoc. Yeah. Uh, so Bats go find gets a drop on the kidnappers for Sissy because they're out on bail. He hears gunshots before he can get there and people running. And we find out that the kidnappers of Sissy are dead and that now he's chase. He sees that the killers of the killers are driving off. So he takes a fridge and throws it through a brick wall onto the car. First off, he splits open his... Uh, costume by flexing by grabbing the fridge yes. rips the scenes he, you know hulks his his uh bat symbol off his chest not even ripping it he just goes Ugh. and it, his, yeah he shrugs like yeah it's just like know. oh and his his chest expands and he hulks out and basically does that could you imagine if he was like in public with alfred and alfred's just like what do you want for dinner and he just goes shrugs and ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he throws a fridge through a brick wall and onto the car of the escapers the drugs also show another thing where Bats doesn't really want... He, he's always has that thing of scaring people by threatening torture and stuff, but he straight up says, no, I'm just going to torture you guys for the information. But fate betwixt them, they, they get shot by a third party, essentially. Well, what? There's a third person trying to shoot, ready to shoot him. Yes. And then... There's two people in the car. Bats tries to interrogate one. The other one gets up to shoot the person that Bats is interrogating. I thought he was going to shoot. he was going to shoot Batman. Oh, yes, he was going to shoot Batman. And then another car comes by and saves, shoots that guy. Yeah, it's very common. Because Batman's, like, too involved in trying to torture this guy to realize that he's about to get shot. Yeah. And then that's, like, his wake-up call that he's like, oh, those people saved me. Yeah, it's, it's very complex. It's just a triangle of people trying to kill people, trying to, you know, bury the secrets of Porter and Slaycroft. And they do reveal who was that third shooter. And it's just like, what? Why? Who was it? It was Slaycroft, General. Yeah, yeah it was like, General Slaycroft. There's a five-star general hanging out in downtown Gotham with a fucking Uzi in his car. Yeah. Maybe Batman's going to beat the shit out of some guys, and I should probably kill them. Like, okay. Yeah. Let's just go with it. So then, so Bats goes, after all that hullabaloo, and he's left with just a bunch of dead bodies and gets out of there before the cops show up, Bats goes to Gordon and hypocritically tells him that's <laughs> the dangers of smoking. Yes. Which is, the, like... I guess good for Denny O'Neill because he's just like, yeah, you can get emphysema and cancer and all this. And he's like, yeah, he's right. But, you know, it's also kind of funny how Batman's just a hypocrite about the whole thing. Jim comments on his physique as well. And just like, yeah, you're looking better. And Batman says, and I don't know if this is for humor because it's not played that way. And Batman's not really a humorist. It's Alfred that's usually the one that cracking wise. I switched cereals, the kind with fortified minerals. I... All right, and it's just played for serious, so and I don't. They're like, I still like the sugary kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, then Batman's like, "How's your family?" And I didn't really realize at this point it was like early Batman career until they started bringing up Harvey Dent. I was like, "Oh, he must not be Two Face; must be right. early." And uh, you know, Batman's like, "How's the family?" And Gordon's just like, "Let's keep this professional, please." Yeah. And one thing I noticed with that meeting is that, you know, Batman's all messed up on Venom. But Gordon actually sees Batman leave. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he that's sees right. him jump off the building and everything. So just shown maybe he's a little off his game. Yeah, because he usually just disappears. Yeah. That's 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 an interesting thing. To do. I wonder if that was intended. Probably. Probably because it went earlier in the... Was it earlier in this that he... he uh, maybe that's in Night where, uh, or Sword of Asriel where he like 
he's on the top of the light and he just like walks away or he, he does a standard bathroom. Anything. Yeah. Let's see. So the general and doc, we cut back to them. They're weary that Gordon will come for them because the general pulled the trigger, like Chris said, and those guys were under his command in Vietnam. So he's going to trace it back. I don't know how the hell you trace that back to the general of all people because he's, they served under him. I don't know. Maybe it was just an elite squad. I don't know if they mentioned that, but it's kind of weird. Like if anyone did a crime that was in the military, they're just like, well, let's go talk to their general. It's like if when I get, if I made a crime and they'd go up to my major from the military like ten years ago. It's just like what? I've, but what? it's it's a comic book. We have to condense the story. I get it. Bats is in the cave and he sees that Alfred quit due to his assholery behavior. How many times has this happened? Alfred quitting. <laughs> yeah, that has to be like up there in the Batman tropes, right? I haven't read the whole series, so no, I can't no, no. I just mean Batman in general. Like any Batman story throughout time, Alfred's constantly quitting. I mean, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I yeah, couldn't it, even. It's it's keep crazy. Count. The the show that crappy show Gotham. I mean, I think it's crappy. But I think Alfred's quit like four times so far huh? in that show. I I watched the first episode and that was it. I did. It wasn't up my yeah. yeah. Alley. It's for crappy. I've watched it quite a bit. I watched the first season. Yeah, it's it's fan fiction that they're trying to write. Yeah. Let's see. He tries to piece together the crime scene while lifting, frustrated out and out of drugs. Uh, Bats goes back to Porter, just kicks in his door and demands him at this point, just like a true psychopathic addict, just out of roid rage. And then they basically tell Bats, like, oh, well, we're here to make a super group. That's why we're doing the drugs. You're the test guy. If you want more, you got to go kill Jim Gordon, basically. And <laughs> uh, Batman's just like, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> So they have a conversation about like the two bad guys about like we're gonna get Batman addicted and we're gonna have him kill all the junkies and addicts. I'm just like what what what? Yeah, it's a weird eugenics type of plan that they got going. They want to kill wow. the weak and the bad, the dregs of society. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like what you guys are freaking weird. Is it's a weird way of I I don't know whatever. But yeah, the uh, the final panel is like them saying like you got to kill Gordon and then like Batman like by himself nothing and then just like turning <laughs> giving really a shit eating grin saying no sweat yeah no sweat <laughs> you imagine Kevin Conroy Batman no sweat no sweat <laughs> okay uh, we should yeah. we should reach out to him yeah yeah we for, should get that three amateur that podcasters I'm sure he would probably do it <laughs> yeah for like yeah give me ten thousand dollars and I'll think about it no sweat yeah. Um, so we start off issue three. Okay, I'll kill the bats quotes. Okay, I'll kill him and bring you his head on a platter with an apple in his mouth. Verbatim. The apple isn't necessary is what the general says. <laughs> imagine <laughs> Batman just saying that too. Like <laughs> imagine him actually killing Jim Gordon. He's like, I did it. I snapped his neck. And then he like, shoves a freaking apple in his mouth and just drops the body there. Just I don't know. That's that's a pretty funny uh Alfred, I have something to prepare for you. Where are you? <laughs> oh shitty. Alfred, please come back. <laughs> Open the, open the stove. Bats finds Jim walking his dog at 4 a.m. And he's like, I've come to kill you. <laughs> Jumping out of the bushes. <laughs> yeah, he jumps out of, no, he jumps out of the tree. The but tree. just like, just like, Ooh, I like how uh, Gordon's just like, what are you doing here? What, what's up? <laughs> yeah. what, what's going on? But it's it, Batman, Batman like leaves him on edge for a moment. He's like, I've come to kill you. I mean, I've been sent to kill you. <laughs> and when I, and when I don't, someone else will. It's kind of like that uh, old Simpsons bit. Itchy and or Itchy and Scratchy are dead. Set on going to the or so and it's wow I butchered that quote but so and so is dead dead set on going to Itchy and Scratchy. That's basically the same way Batman <laughs> delivered that line to yeah. Gordon. He reveals that the killers are Porter and Slaycroft who wanted who wanted to kill Gordon, but hides his drug addiction part. And you know, like he's, so he's like, oh these guys want to kill me? Why? And Bass is just like, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it at all, guys. Come on. So he decides to do the right thing after he tells Gordon that and goes to Porter and Slaycroft's house, but Porter throws a bag of pills in a bush. <laughs> and Batman's just like, oh, give me, give me, give me. And runs <laughs> off and Let's them escape. Them, like, you could easily stop them and then go back and get the pills later. Like the pills aren't going to dissolve. Well, that just shows you how bad yeah. he's gotten. That's yeah, the whole point of it. I mean, it's... I know. It's just, oh, here's one pill. I'm just going to walk away while you search for it in that bush. Yeah, it's... it's he's that desperate for the, the drugs. Yeah, That's the problem. Pretty funny. Um, but I mean, again... You know, we all laugh at it, but technically it's pretty yes. good portrayal of drug addiction. I guess yeah. so, yeah. I, I'm yeah. used to Batman, the logical thinker, I guess. I well, we all are, but yeah, I mean, again... setting this in year one. But well, addiction but even, like, again, he's addicted illogical. to drugs. And, yeah, as well know. as that. Yeah, they escape, and he realizes he finally has a problem. 
and he throws the pills away off a building and asks Alfred for help, which he comes back and locks him in the Batcave for a month. Yeah. A month. Remember that. Batman is going to be locked away in a cave for a month. What's stopping him from leaving? He bricked up the exits. Okay. Well, that's weird. Have fun getting the Batmobile out of there now. Yeah. First off, imagine him having to do all that work afterwards. <laughs> Secondly, I'm sure he has so many tools at his disposal. I'm sure disposal. he's got a bat dozer on the other side of the wall. He can just knock it <laughs> down. Yeah. Like, he has so many tools at his disposal, I'm sure he could get out. And he didn't brick up the bookcase, so he could easily just go up there, even though apparently Alfred's the only one that could open up that bookcase. I, I don't know. It's, this is me picking well, apart think, stupid things again, I guess. You know, I think uh, the whole idea is that he realizes he's addicted and yes. he's not in his right mind. So him just bricking up... And again, we're talking this is early year one, year two stuff. So he's got all these gadgets and stuff, but he doesn't have... Right. What were you, what we think he has, like technology wise? So like, he didn't get that giant penny yet. I don't know. I, no, because Two Face isn't around. Right. Right. Um, but you figure, you know, again, he's also coming off of de- he's detoxing. So even if he's not going to be in his right mind the whole time, so he's not going to put. I don't. I, I. And again, I can't say this for myself because I'm not. Right. Never been, but. Um, he's not going to be thinking in his right mind while he's detoxing. So he's not going to think to. Oh, I've got this explosive in my bat pouch. I'm just going to throw it against the brick wall I built, and there we go. Right. So I'd yeah. have that mind across. I'd have that thought on my mind like every single day if I had an <laughs> explosive. What am I going to throw this at? Alfred, give me the bat mortar and yeah. the bat bricks. Pretty much. <laughs> so you know what? There's a good idea. We should go into our own business, bat, bat mortar and bat bricks. Yeah, Warner Brothers won't care about that at all. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Porter and Slaycraft and Slaycroft and his son are flying to Santa Prisca. Hmm. 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 Remember that place, Santa Prisca, because that becomes important later too in this whole saga, in a way, uh, to continue research. Timothy makes nice with a girl named Consuela while his father and Doctor Porter watch on. Bats has been alone for ten days when this happens. This is where they start going back and forth, back and forth with Bats down in the uh, Batcave, and Slaycroft and Porter going on with their research. So when that started, uh-huh. and it showed Slaycroft and the guy and his son, my immediate thought was, like, they're having, like, this evil conversation out in open, and dude's son's just sitting right there. Yeah. And I, I think remember, they're just mumbling to I themselves. Think I thought yeah. they were on a ledge watching him. Yeah, they were on a ledge. There's one... It might have been the last scene of them together, but I know for a fact that there's a part where they were there, and the son was there around the conversation of, like, we have some evil stuff going on. And then they go to this vacation island. And I remember thinking, I was like, yeah, this general's a dickhead. Yeah. But he kind of seems like a pretty good dad for his mentally challenged son or grown-up son, maybe, whatever. And then I read the next page. And yeah. I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Timothy starts getting injections of venom while falling in love with Consuela. General sees this with Porter from afar and thought that his kid was becoming a sissy, which may have been a, a jag at his dead daughter because he calls him a sissy. And his dead daughter is named Sissy, or is just you know mm. just one of those well, no, things. The general calls his son a sissy. Yeah, in front of Doctor Porter, I, I I'm pretty sure that's not what the intention was. I think it's just supposed yeah. to be that he's supposed to be that for some reason because Timmy a wimp. because he yeah because he, he ends up earlier on he what recites a poem to her yeah and something so the general and, and it's just a weird he, he's not yeah he's yeah. The, the son's not bred to be a military man so the dad just doesn't see him as. It's just sissy was the weird term to use, especially when that was his daughter's name. I think think you're overthinking. I think it's just the standard wuss term. Yeah, let's see. 20 days in, Bruce is still suffering. uh, Meanwhile, Timmy is getting stronger, dumber, and ruder, and Consuela leaves him. So uh, there's only 20 days of them dating, and they're gone. So 30 days in, Timmy is roided and uh, scarred up and also bulletproof because the general's like, I got to test out these drugs and just point blank shoots him in the freaking chest several times. So. Another fantastic out of text comic scene. Like it's just Timmy all like big revealed muscular with bandages and stitches and then a general all heartfelt my son panel nothing and then just gun shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah. uh, what? I so. like how he's he's almost like Frankensteinish though that he's got all the uh scar s- stitches for whatever weird reason like yeah. They don't really tell you what what I'm guessing it's incision testing. Maybe I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's really interesting that yeah. it's just... He looks like Hush with the cuts no, and stuff. No, he, he, he looks like 
a white Frankenstein, really. I mean, oh, just, yeah, I guess. He just, yeah. he's monster. He, and, and then the next panel, we see him as being very monstrous anyway. He just, yeah. his whole facial features have almost has changed too. Yeah, so. he's got the weird brow. Yeah, and like his, yeah. I feel like he's his like jaw. a zombie Frankenstein yeah. boy now. And yeah, I mean, we go back to how old is this kid? Now he looks like a, I don't know, a 40-year-old Frankenstein monster. And also he was dating Consuela, so I guess he had to be at least 16. Who knows? Bats has become Bat Hobo. Bat Hobo. Hobo. And tore up his costume as he comes out of the cave. He's completely rav- ravaged by this cold turkey nonsense. It's amazing how, like I said, 30 days. It's amazing how fast he grew that beard. Incredible. Well, you know what? And the hair. We, we do know somebody that can grow a beard that fast. Who? Brian Johnston. He can grow that beard really? probably in 15 days. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because mm. I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, his hair is like almost shoulder length. His beard is like. Well, I know he can grow. He can grow hair because he's going bald, but he can grow that beard that fast. (laughs) (laughs) But I was just like, "Wow, man! Thirty days in the Bat Universe is really haggard." Torp's costume for some reason. Maybe that's just because he's pulling at himself because of drug withdrawals or whatever. But it's a it's a pretty good image, all things considered. If you take out the the timeline logic of it all, I mean, Batman with long hair and a beard, looking all grizzled and pissed. Yeah, could be cool, I guess. Yeah. Well, again, the cover, I think. The cover for this issue with him just sitting in the chair with that beard and long hair and just looking defeated tells the whole story of the issue, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the cover, again, the. the yeah, the covers, the covers of, in the chair. The covers for this run are like really that. good, too. Yes. I mean, they're just, they tell a really good story for, they tell the story. It's a good really synopsis well. of what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Timmy is ordered later, Timmy is ordered to kill. Ordered by his father. He only listens to his father now through voice commands because they've also been given hypnosis. He's been given hypnosis drugs as well to kill Consuela, which he does easily, showing the treatment is effective and the doctor and Slaycroft's work is finally complete to go on to the next phase of their thing. That suits up basically to stop him. And um, the general justifies Consuela being killed by saying she shouldn't have been so standoffish. Yeah, yeah, slut shaming her like, basically or something. It's just that's gross. Like throughout, just like these people are dirty with diseases. Yeah, and he's it's just like, good lord. Yeah, it's like can't wait till you bite it. <laughs> so the next two issues are pretty. We're getting a little long in the tooth here, but the next two issues are pretty straightforward. Of Let's see. I have I have written here. Wait, no. This is the best cover. Straight up fighting a shark, all in caps. Yep. Uh, I still think maybe issue two is as the best cover, but issue four is pretty good just for the ridiculousness of Batman <laughs> on the cover on the ocean, just straight up fighting a shark. Well, I mean, this was pre-shark repellent. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where the idea came from. He's like, remember that one time, San Francisco? <laughs> yeah, we need to make this real quick. So Porter and Slaycroft have five roid monsters now, including Timmy, and they test them against a small village on Santa Prisca there. And basically just obliterates them. Six months has passed since Batman's talk to Gordon. So this is nine to ten months since the story started from the beginning now. Gordon fills Jim in. Or, I'm sorry, talk to Gordon. Jim fills Batman in on what's happened, basically. In that Slaycroft and Porter are in Santa Prisca. They mention about, like, charter flights and whatnot. Like, from Gotham to there. And they check, like, schedules and stuff. Basically just Batman stuff to just get the story moving along so we don't have to have too much logic explaining how they got there and how to get Batman there. Batman and Alfred go to Santa Prisca uh, and give a bunch of exposition on that as well, just filling it in. Local police tip off Porter and Slaycroft that a Gotham charter jet is on the way, and they, have, they basically straight up shoot a rocket launcher yeah. right at them. Which, which uh, uh, is the first that I've noticed with this run of surface-to-air missiles. Yes, Denny O'Neill loves his rocket launchers. Yes, he does. And I mean, yeah, sure. But um, there's also a really good panel of the general, really happy, just like looking like he's like about to come evilly. <laughs> yeah. The only way to describe that face. Yeah. And he's like super pumped about his like, I got this freak army of strong dudes. And at the same time, it's just like, Motherfucker, did you forget about Superman? Like, <laughs> yeah, or any other meta human out there? It's just like yeah. Green Lantern. Just well, that's we can't even yeah, think about that yeah. logic. That's fair. Man, we're gonna do this a lot in this podcast. I just have a feeling. Bats pushes Alfred out of the jet before he gets out, and I have it. Uh, the only reason I wrote that down is because I have the quote here from Alfred. Denny O'Neill can write a good Alfred. I'll tell you that he's really good with the the snark. Master Bruce, if you want me to, if you want my resignation, you might want to ask for it first when he gets pushed <laughs> out of the airplane. They get separated. Batman suits up. Basically, Alfred. 
gets kidnapped from Pl- Slaycroft and Porter, and he's put out into the ocean with a bunch of... He's tied up on some posts. Yeah, on a post. And they said that they nipped his ankles with uh, a knife. So, you know, blood comes out, and that's where the sharks come in. So Batman... Either gives up or he lets Alfred die, and then basically they just tie Batman up there anyway. Yeah. Batman basically saves Alfred. He, he swims out there, gets him, but the sharks are just about on him, so he makes Alfred swim away while he gets in the way of the shark, and he pulls the pole that Alfred's tied to and just basically impales the thing. Well, it, what, I forget. Does it get hit first, and he gets a crack, and he basically snaps it yeah, in half, yeah. and then makes a spear out of it. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he bludgeons the shark first, and then he just straight up impales the shark which is freaking badass. And um, then causing the other sharks to go after the wounded shark. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's see here. Then... And I know one of the guys yell Andale, and every single time I read a comic book where someone says Andale, I always read it wrong. I'm like, what the... Andale? Andale? Oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, so he saves, he saves Alfred. However, Timmy gets to jump on bats when he comes ashore and knocks him out. I think Alfred runs off, though. Yeah, he, well, he, was he find the boat or oh, something? Oh, yeah, there was a boat that was nearby that he got into. And he just tells them basically to stay in the boat and stay off the island. Yeah, so just Al- wait. Alfred's basically hiding out while Timmy knocked out bats and they're going to kidnap him. And that's the end of that issue. It's pretty short. Just a, a way of explaining how the bats gets to Santa Prisca and yeah. fights a shark. And the final issue, Batman fights Timmy for several pages, but it's ineffective and he just gets his ass handed to him. And they sent him to a chamber in their secret hideout castle estate. Oh, right before that, though, because Batman gets knocked out and they're like, we have him. Ha ha. And then they're like, well, let's take the mask off. Naturally, the scientist, he goes, no, I'd rather have him, Batman, remove it. When he does, it will be like a woman surrendering her virtue. Oh, yeah. Fuck. It will mean we have him. It will mean I have one. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's really gross, too. I, oh. God, I can't wait till this guy dies. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Well, also, I mean, like, yeah, he's really creepy. But I mean, the fact that he he tries to basically say he wants to break Batman mentally and make him, yeah, give up. I mean, he's just, yeah, like you said, he's a straight evil guy. And again, I'm going to go back to not. I don't even know if that girl was actually his daughter. Like That's again, we're, we're we, you know, we like, I, you know, yeah, you're right that all the kidnapping stuff. But like, I still was like. Is that even really his daughter? Because again, this is really good early point. on in the career. We don't know how. Could've I mean, Batman's her. a great detective, but they could have set that all up. Yeah. They, they just kidnapped her and said that her. You know, they just, they just they just said her name not, might not even be Sissy because she never even really responds whenever he calls yeah. her name. Yeah. He, we just he just says it's Sissy, whatever, and then he just assumes that that's they, they he goes back and that's his dad, that, her, that's, her dad. That's a good point because like yeah, that, they actually. planned they planned the whole kidnapping yes. for him to fail. So, I mean, it very well could be. So, after the fight, they send him into a chamber that will fill with water. It's a big circular chamber that will fill with water. And the only way out is pulling a chain to open a door, but it's attached to an 800... The door is 800 pounds. He's given pills as a way to survive, and if he he takes these pills, they're even more potent. They have the hypnosis drug in them now, so they'll be under his spell. To live, you must surrender your will, is essentially what the doctor is saying. Meanwhile, Alfred is on his way to... (laughs) <laughs> on his way to get Batman back. Nothing really there. General Slaycroft turns on Porter. Slaycroft doesn't trust... I keep... Man, this name is... Slaycroft is a weird name. Doesn't trust him and tortures him for the recipe, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was like, you guys are like super cool together this entire time. You're dicks in paradise. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, nope. Yeah, yeah. It's Give just, me the math. Well, also... I think I failed to mention, Dr. Porter was taking his own version of a drug that was making him kind of lucid, but still smart. And I don't think the general appreciated that because he kept popping him constantly and the general didn't care or didn't care for that too much. Well, it's the whole... He wants to kill all the junkies and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah that's a good point. That's probably why, because he was taking pills and the Slaycroft was like, no, you're a fucking junkie now. Well, and too. again, I mean, again, it's just a chemical process. So as soon as you get yeah. the recipe, you can make it. I'll say Batman's about to try to get out has a flashback to his feral self in the Batcave where he looks like Beast. Well, because, yeah, yeah. He was, he's half, what, he starts his process of... Uh, yeah, they... Or no, he doesn't even start the plan to get out. He, he's about to reach for the pills, and he remembers how bad he was. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good image, too, of showing what he was like in the Batcave during those 30 days. Just imagine him walking around in circles, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Batman is basically going to take... All he has in that room is a table and a pole, 
and some fabric or a pillow or something. So basically he takes the table, flips it upside down, ties the fabric to the table legs, puts it onto the chain so it's kind of like a nest, and he starts knocking bricks out of the side of the wall to put weight on the table. Yeah, Yeah, give a big counterweight. But while he's doing this, instead of taking the pills, Slaycroft is getting the recipe off Dr. Porter and torturing him, basically. Uh, Bats, like I said, doesn't use the drugs, and he escapes just a nick of time in typical Batman fashion. Well, it's a pretty strong it's table. It's because the, uh, the water assists with the... Uh, Leverage. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens. Yeah. And so as soon as the door opens, he only has a couple seconds. Once the water rushes out, displacement from the, the yeah. table screws it up, so he has to jump out yeah. in time. Slaycroft is about to command Timmy to kill Porter, but Bat stops him. Porter sees Batman throw his drugs on the ground and says that he didn't need them. Like, Batman's basically like, yeah, I didn't need these, and boom, throws them on the ground. Remember that. While figuring out what to do next, Porter plays an earlier version of Slaycroft talking to them earlier. They were talking earlier and they were recording things. And at one point, Slaycroft says, kill me. What are you trying to do? Try to kill me? Well, Dr. Porter plays that tape while Batman's trying to figure out what to do and assess the situation. And Timmy thinks that's his father. So he, well, it is. It is. Well, yeah. But he, he, gets he, the thinks, command yeah, and he thinks it's coming from his yeah. father at present time and kills Slaycroft. So Timmy kills his own father. Batman's just like, oh, no, why did you do that? And then uh, Porter takes the drugs while this is Batman's trying to stop that. Like, he just gobbles up all those pills. So the ones that Batman dropped on the ground. Batman dropped these pills and Porter ate them up. Remember that. Remember that. Timmy realizes what he did. I guess he's not a Frankenstein monster anymore because he killed his father. Bats gets him and Dr. Porter out and back to Gotham where they uh, hand over... Porter to Jim. We don't see Timmy again after this, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe he shows up in the prelude later uh, to Nightfall, but I don't think so. Like that's basically it. I guess Timmy's on his own. Porter says he'll win in the end to Batman while he's getting sent off to jail, and then Batman's like, "Yeah, I knew you took those pills. I wanted you to take those pills." Batman wanted him to take those drugs. Gordon takes him in, and a few days later, they're taught him. Uh, Gordon and Batman are talking. Mentions he bent the bars but was not strong enough to escape. Bat said he wasn't smart enough, whatever that means. Batman also mentioned that you had to lift weights in order. Like, the pills don't make you strong on your own. You also had to, just like steroids. Lift them mental weights. Well, not only that, but just like lifting regular weights in general like steroids. Like, steroids doesn't automatically make you strong. Right. Gives you the potential. And then Jim says Porter went into withdrawal and died two days later from system collapse. Batman knew this was going to happen. Batman straight up poisoned and killed a guy. No. No? I didn't hear that. I said no. I mean, like, this is the whole um, Batman Begins theory that he doesn't have to save him, but he... Or what was it? What's the line? Doesn't I'm not going to kill you, but I don't, I don't have, have to, to save you. you. Like, he, he, the doctor made his choice taking the pills. Batman didn't force yeah, but him. but Batman knew he was going to do that. He was enabling him, or is that his way of enabling is getting revenge on the doctor? I mean, Batman knew he was going to die, right? What? The way I I see it is Batman knew that Porter was going to die if he took those pills, because he's weaker mentally or physically than Batman is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could it say that. It probably wasn't intended that way again, but I don't know. It's just kind but of it, funny that Batman's well, responsible for murder. But I'm saying, well... But he's not because he didn't he didn't force feed the doctor the pills. Yeah, but he knew. Yeah, so but that's a choice. I mean, he it's again, like if I drop the porno in front of Chris, it's like I know what's going to happen. He's going to watch it. Well, maybe, uh, but that's his choice. Maybe it won't. Maybe he's moved on. No, it's I Chris. doubt it. But it's you know, Chris. no, I'm definitely watching it. Yeah, By the yeah. way, Hump 2018 this year was fantastic. Um, I anyways, I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Okay. Back to comics. <laughs> But, but yeah, okay. You want to? I'm going to give you manslaughter, but I'm not saying. Okay, he's yeah, we'll go. Murdy, Batman murder. committed manslaughter. Yeah. I I'm okay with Batman, quote unquote, killing people that way, as long as he's not like straight up snapping necks and stuff or yeah. kick. I mean, to be fair, You're first ever issue, kicking dude in the neck. But yeah, yeah, the the, the whole I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. I like that stuff from Batman. Okay, and yeah, that's it. Batman's just staring out the window, thinking of what. The, lo- the ruined lives of Sissy and Timmy, and that was the end. Very melancholy ending. Yeah. What would you guys? What would you guys rate this out of uh, 10? ten? You would give this a ten. 
Oh, I think his story is fantastic. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd have to get. Are we? We're doing it out of ten. I'd have to give it a nine, um, just because it does like it has some really campy, goofy comic book stuff that's like really lighter in tone, but it's such a dark story in tone as well. So there's a little bit of a clash there for me personally, but overall, it is fantastic. Okay, I gave this a seven because I think a ten is just like the best thing in the world, but that's just my. You know, well, comparing it to a lot of Batman stuff, and I'm going to say, like, I don't know, like I said, I bought the whole run of uh, Legends of the Dark Knight, which I have to read one of these days. But like, I like these. I think all these types of Batman stories are usually are are really good because they're they're you know they're what else is still happening, but we just never see it in their main books, and it's just extra stuff. But for what well, what it led into, and we'll get into this in a couple of seconds here when we talk about sort of Azrael. I think it's next episode. Yeah, uh, I think it's really, I think it's a really good story, and it just, especially for the time frame because it was like early on in his career. I thought it was a really good story for that because you could see why he took the drugs when he was younger. Yes, because he was like I said, he was younger. He he was still learning at what he was doing. He didn't know for whatever reason he didn't know the dangers of designer drugs. But then again. A lot of people that take them really don't. They don't. They think they know, but they really don't. So absolutely, um, it was a good. Yeah, it was a good way of explaining the dangers of drugs, I guess, to kids. Yeah, and, and like I said, it was a good story from the beginning, the early days of Batman. Yeah, yeah. So, if you're doing a Batman collection and you want like the story of Batman from his beginning to whatever the hell is going on now, like this would probably be like number four or five. Yeah. In that, you know, you'd want to start off with year one. You know, uh, actually, even sooner than that, because Dark uh, or Long Halloween was when Two Face came. So, I usually considered that like number two. So, yeah, year one, get like Man Who Laughs. This is before Long Halloween. Yeah, it's before Long Halloween, and then Harvey Dent's mentioned, not as Two Face. Then get a uh, Batman Venom number third in your collection. Okay, trying to do some Batman stuff. Okay, it's relatively cheap too, isn't it? At least the soft oh, the cover. trades only like yeah. this was fourteen bucks, yeah. fifteen bucks. Yeah. I think I got it cheaper on. I think I got this as a two-pack with this sort of Asriel uh, trade on eBay. Cheaper, okay. So. so averaged out, we give Batman Venom an 8.6 out of 10, which is pretty good. I'll have to see if there's like a general consensus site that actually rates stuff like not at Amazon because I think they do five stars or whatever. But it'd be neat to put the averages against other people out there and see what it is. Maybe I'll mention that in a future episode. But yeah, that that's going to do it for us. Uh, I have an email address if anyone's crazy enough to listen to this whole way through and wants to ask us questions about comic books or Nightfall or anything else in general. Um, it is therunpod at gmail.com. That is therunpod at gmail.com. And I think that's going to do it. Unless you guys got any other final thoughts on this story. No. no. Until next time. Until next time, what? We need a sign-off. We have to think of a sign-off for this. Uh, you didn't do that already? That's what no. I just did. <laughs> Until you next- blew it! <laughs> so that's going to be our <laughs> sign-off. Until next time? Until next time. Until we figure something else better. Yeah, we need to get work on Kevin Conroy to make us a catchphrase. We should just find the most ridiculous quote and just quote it again. <laughs> Until Rubber next baby time. baby <laughs> buggy bumpers. Howdy, partner. Go <laughs> Fei Fei. No, no. (laughs) Howdy, partner. All right, that's it. Wow, you stuck with the show to the end. This show is produced and edited by me, as well as those oh-so-lovely vocals were by me. Also, a special thank you to Kimberly Lee for the show art. You can see more of her work at KimberlyLeeArt.Weebly.com. If you truly enjoyed this, please share it and tell a friend and vote us five stars on whatever podcast platform you use, as that would help us out tremendously. Thank you so much for listening.